Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. I think I'm more aware than ever how I'm spending my time, which is really Congratulations. interesting. Congratulations. I'm not. <laughs> really? Oh, that's surprising. Okay. I feel like I should know. If you look at my calendar, you can kind of take a peek, but. Oh, I don't know why that's so shocking to me. <laughs> wow. Well, that's just not what I expected you to say at all. <laughs> I just derailed this whole episode. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. No. And I think part of it is uh, I've had several people, mentors come to me and, and mention like, how are you utilizing your time? And is it being the most effective? And, you know, for a lot of, a lot of years, I wore too many hats in the business. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I was really not able to sit in what I do best. And so we've been through this really unique season where we've been hiring a lot. And I have more help than I've ever had but it's allowed me more time than I've ever had to really rethink how I'm spending the time I do have instead of, you know, instead of it all being filled with, this is the necessary thing to just keep going. I've been able to choose more about what that looks like. Now, am I still working a lot? Yes. Like this is definitely not a slow season by any means, but I have been, able to really dig into a a time where I can be really intentional. And so I actually started reading, well, I've already finished it. I finished this book on recommendation from a friend, Mm -hmm. The Five Choices, The Path to Extraordinary Productivity. Now, if you have seen the Eisenhower principle before, the Eisenhower quadrant, then you've probably been exposed to a similar concept the Covey company, Franklin Covey, um, and his like team of researchers kind of expanded upon the same thought, but essentially all your time goes into these four buckets. And I really started thinking about 
where was I spending it? And so much of my time was being spent in this like, unfortunately, even though we have a culture of there's no emergencies and blah, blah, blah. A lot of it was, it has to be done now. This is important. This is urgent. And I wasn't able to spend adequate time planning and like thinking about the future and vision casting and all of the things. So it was interesting because I don't believe a hundred percent of what's said in the book, but that's not the point. And that, mm-hmm. the, that's why I love reading books because you get to like disseminate what works mm-hmm. for you. But it did get me to start thinking about how can I, how can I allow for those urgent kind of important things that come up? And not let them eat every inch of my day. And so part of me has been a bit more boundary centric around, okay, I'm going to protect these couple hours to really work on this, this strategy or this concept or this thing. But the interesting thing has been attempting, I wouldn't say I've mastered it by any means, but attempting to teach this concept to our team. And I think some have grasped it a little better than others, but partially that's because their roles are really different. And so you're naturally going to have some people in your, your business that are really task centric. And, but if you can move more people to this like outcome-based philosophy, I think it's really interesting what's possible, but I, I, it's been fun to watch. We have someone on our team that I like expose this concept to and she started protecting an hour, hour and a half of her day. And like the things I'm seeing as a result of it, it's been really cool. Like, cause they're not necessarily things we've asked of her or things we've like put on her plate, but she sees them as important based on her role. And so a lot of this relates to the, the things we're going to be chatting about today. But I think being aware of how you're spending your time and, protecting it is such a unique it's not unique it's such a common strategy that we like know that works but we get so busy that we forget to prioritize it and so like let this be your reminder to go back to that well and I think you know hearing you kind of describe it like that it maybe answers why I feel like I don't have an understanding of where my time is going. Cause it's not like I don't know. I could list you all of the things that I do every single day and throughout the week. I think what I'm realizing literally in this conversation is that in order for me to feel like I'm visioning and thinking ahead and getting to sit in that future strategy seat is to be way more ahead in all of my other tasks than I currently am. And part of that is just in the season of what we're doing right now at work. We're in the middle of a promotion and sometimes that has us thinking light on our feet and making some adjustments. And so I feel like when I'm when I'm forced to be in the day-to-day, I feel like the visioning gets put aside. And if I can't get enough ahead, then I like you're feeling behind, obviously. And so I think I'm looking at it now as like, okay, how can in and out of a promotion, can I honor that space of thinking ahead? But I'm wondering if it's more of a cycle. Like, I think you're discounting that it has to be you're this ahead all the time. And no, sure. I feel like part of part of being self-aware is setting up a plan and then executing on the plan and like setting up a new plan and executing on the plan. And it's more cycles than it is 
I'm always two weeks ahead and you know, I'm always no, a quarter sure. ahead. Like, uh, I mean, that would be nice, but I think all of us are running small businesses that are busy and like, there's a lot of things going on and to always be in that super, like, I don't know, to me, it just reminds me of like a, a CEO that's like always on a yoga trip and like, what the fuck are you ever even doing? Like, you know what I mean? Well, like, what is having me ask myself is, do we think that we, because I, I think at times in our business, you and I have both been in the visioning and strategic thinking a little bit more open space, but more often than not in the last like couple years, it's been one or the other. It's not been both of us at the same time. And I'm interested to continue the experiment of noticing that those similarities that we switch off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just a like, that's also the nature of close relationships, right? Where, and we've talked about how we've kind of looked at things that are typically reserved for marriage advice and, and personal yeah. relationship advice and applied it to it us. Applies to our it applies a lot, lot right? <laughs> and one of the things that really, and, and this was a couple of years ago that I heard this, but it was something about, you know, everyone always says marriage is 50, 50. It needs to be 50, 50. It's 50, 50. Well, that's a load of shit. Like sometimes marriage is 90, 10. Sometimes it's 120 and zero. Sometimes it's 60, 40. It, it fluctuates. There's, there's going to be someone who's like helping lift the other person up and being more supportive or more whatever that person needs at that time. And then the roles might reverse and then it kind of evens out and it changes. And it's, it can never really be this like 50, 50 split perfectly. We're both doing exactly what we should be doing all of the time. And I think I've really taken that into our relationship here too. But what's interesting is like, Sometimes in my personal relationship, it feels like, okay, we're level, like we're, we're both kind of 50, 50 right now. That feels really good, but it doesn't necessarily last forever. And so I'm interested to see that kind of mirrored back in, in our relationship here. Yeah. And I also think part of that is, I mean, if you're relating it to other relationships, I would imagine that it's easy to <laughs> have it feel a certain way because of the things you tend to value. So like, for instance, like in your marriage, if one of you is really like a service oriented person and like you feel love based on acts of service, then you're going to feel more in alignment when the person is like actively doing a lot. Right. And so I, I think if you are mindful of that in your working relationships, regardless of if you have a business partner or not, it may seem like certain people are doing more than others, but we forget that like, we forget it until we're the one in it. But like visioning is heavy lifting. It just yes. doesn't always look like yes. something. 100%. Yes. And, and so it, it can be like, what the fuck did that person do this week? And then oh, like wow. a month from now, you're like, oh. <laughs> right. Well, and I think, I mean, just talking about visioning in and of itself, like, in my opinion, it's rare to put a direct KPI result on an exact like vision time, like on that Tuesday when oh, you had four hours no. to whatever, like no. that quit expecting those results from those kind of behaviors. You can see it more in the sense of like you clocked in and you wrote this many blog posts or whatever your thing is, right? Like whatever the thing on your to-do list is, you reached out to this many potential clients and that's a very clear thing that you can measure. And I think it's, it's, it is sometimes difficult as the founder and the CEO, and that's actually one of our points today too. And I want to talk more about it, but 
to to put the same value on the other things, even for yourself, even if you're the only one doing it. Yeah, no, and it can, and I think you can wait one or the other. And it's, yes. and I, I think for both of us, because even though I think we've fluctuated in and out of this and we've talked about beers and doers, we, we were born doers. And yeah. so like, even if we've gone into seasons where we had to feel a certain way to like move forward by nature, because we're doers, we tend to value action. And, well, so, and in times of stress, that's where we go back to. Yes. It's like, what can I get done? What have I achieved? What can I check off? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What can I, what can I do about the yeah. situation? Yeah. Because you're like, what is thinking going to do for this? Like, <laughs> What do I need to feel to make this be better? <laughs> I need to feel tipsy in a hot tub is what I need to feel. <laughs> I mean... You're not wrong. Have (laughs) you're not wrong, but I I think it's you got to be aware of what that does for you and like what your habits tend to slip into. And I wouldn't love. I don't say even though I'm more hyper aware than ever about where my time is going. I wouldn't say I feel good about every day or like every decision I made or I feel like every week we sit and chat and we're like, Oh, I would love to change this about our schedule. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but even still, I I somehow Monday and Tuesday feel crazy. And then by Friday afternoon, I'm like, damn. Yeah. (laughs) Every week. Mm -hmm. And so I think we, we just totally discount it in the moment. And so we kind of hundred percent through it. Well, and we're the queens of anticipatory, anticipatory stress and anxiety. God, and it's literally, it will we were, kill jo- me. we were joking about, there was just a hard thing that we were going through a couple weeks ago and we were texting each other and it was literally the like, why do I feel this way? Why am I the way that, that I am? And then I said something back and, and Abby was like, why are you that way? Why are we this way? Like, why are we this way together? <laughs> I'm like, why do we both want to feel like vomiting? Like yeah. li- we literally have no control over it. We don't even know it's true. Like, guess what? A couple weeks later, we found out like there was nothing to even like vomit about. <laughs> Spoiler no. alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. It was all in our heads. All in our heads. Ha! Thank God. But God. Still, <sighs> still I, you just be surprised the shit you talk yourself into, especially if you are naturally prone to anxiety, anxiety or depression. <laughs> Second guessing. Or if you if you perhaps have some trauma from your past, and you know Emily and I'll be like, "Is that a trauma response?" <laughs> I believe this because <laughs> so we both like as that of each other more often than I probably would. <laughs> well, and what's funny too is like we're at least self aware to be like, yep, it is, and yep, I still feel it. <laughs> and it's, I can't Here change I it am. in this moment, but at least I'm going to acknowledge that this is why it's happening yeah. and yeah. I can move through that place. Yeah. <sighs> So let's talk about more trauma responses. I, well, <laughs> before we get into your guys's ish, yes. because that's what we're going to do here in a second. Mm-hmm. I do want to do a little housekeeping and share about if you if you've been living under a rock and you haven't seen the incredible conference we've been putting together for you, like yeah. for you, for you then mm-hmm. then where have you been and please go to bossproject.com slash conference right now and yeah. check out the freedom conference i don't think i know people are like you always say it's the next best thing like it's always 
And I believe that every time I say it. I'm like, but I truly. That's how it works. I get better at my job too. You're welcome. Continue to improve. And we, but the thing is, we've never had this many people work this hard on anything ever. Right. Because we've never had this much help. Right. If, if you've truly been wondering how to make the pivot to a life first business in your service-based business, whether you're a consultant or a freelancer, an industry expert, you work on retainer or one and done with your clients, that part doesn't matter. If you have the desire to really soar past the income and time ceiling that you found yourself stuck in, and you just want to understand what are some alternatives for you? What are some options that you could take if you so to pick up and choose them? Then it's the best way truly and the least expensive way for you to work with us. It's the best way for you to understand what it's like, what the results that we get, the framework that we follow. And there's going to absolutely be actionable steps and lessons and takeaways from some kick-ass clients from us. It's going to truly be a really, really amazing day. And I want you there. Yeah, bossproject.com slash conference. Now, two other things to kind of follow that up. If if you haven't checked out, we recently rebooted our YouTube channel. And if you love listening to the podcast, we want to see our shining faces right now. If you've ever wondered like, you know, because we're like, oh, you should see my hands right now, or you should see my face right now. I've been doing even more hand gestures for you. If you want to get in on that, then YouTube might be your new favorite thing. You want to see how much coffee I drink during an episode. Yeah, I'm like slurping down a 32-ounce water. (laughs) If drinking sound effects don't bother you, welcome. Welcome. (laughs) I won't eat live on video. I won't eat, yeah. We are are nothing but professional. I do occasionally do that on a coaching call, but I won't do that. (laughs) Sometimes I come to coaching, I'm like, y'all, I'm starving. I've got to eat those cheese sticks right now. I've got to eat right now. (laughs) Anyway. Are you ready to dive in? (laughs) If you go to our YouTube channel, we're at Boss Project, definitely subscribe. You can get notifications on there and and see some of what we're talking about Mm -hmm. over there. If something resonates with you, share it with someone that you love. (laughs) Also, if something resonates with you, we want to hear from you. So please send us a DM about this episode or any other episode, or if there is a content that like struck you or an email that you read and you're like, damn, I just like really want to dig into that. We would love coffee drink. I want to hear about that too. I always love new coffee orders. I Mm -hmm. shared a good one on my Instagram the other day and it's delicious. Well, please send us a DM over at Boss Project on Instagram. You want to me for my my favorite coffee drink right now? You need to send us a DM at Boss Project. (laughs) You can talk to one of us, a member of our team or our client concierge, Katie. We would just love to dig in with you and hear more about what you got going on in your world and in your business. All right. Now, now I want to point out all the mistakes that are happening in your positioning, in your service-based So many mistakes. And I, well, we're just talking about seven of them today. There are more than seven, but these are the ones that we really like. These are are seven you need to hear about. And then, and then when you are ready to dig into more of the toxic traits and behaviors, then the conference is going to be where you go next. And we're not going to be able to cover all of the solutions to these mistakes today. That's that's not what this episode is for. (laughs) That's what the conference is for. And inside the incubator. So if you want to know how to get past these, um, send us a DM truly. And we can like brainstorm with you and really like make sure you're, you're going to the right place to get we that information. Like point out some things. Yes. Yes. So I want to start the conversation here and then we can take it further. So we have seven that we want to cover today. I'm just going to dive right into the first one. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. 
not the number one. This is in no particular order. No this particular. Is the order we're sharing them with you today. But one of the like super critical positioning mistakes that I think service-based business owners are making, especially right now, is not positioning themselves and holding firm in their stance that they are a freaking GD expert. I know. I don't know when, well, I know when you were, you were told your whole life that you like need a fancy <laughs> degree or a certificate or, or some certification to prove. Now, some of those things are true. Some certification for some things are true. I'm in the camp of like, you don't call yourself a coach just because you want to call yourself a coach. Oh, uh-huh. so I there if you want to have that conversation. Baby, you've been getting results for some people and it's time you talk about it. No, no, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And I think you forget that your experience adds up to something. Yes. And and what you, the work you've done adds up to something. Now, if you're going to go cut somebody's body open and and do surgery on them, you best believe I want you to have an education. If you're going to do someone's finances or taxes or provide them, there are things that we're not, this is past the basic level of education. I'm going to assume that you already have that. Why? Because you're the expert. Right. Uh, We, we we're going to assume you got the degree and then some, but we also just, I, I see people walking around with MBAs and PhDs and, and 20 years of experience and still feeling like an imposter in their industry. And I'm like, what's bananas to me is the amount of clients that we work with where they, they feel really new at business because maybe they are really yeah, new at business. Yeah, that I get. Yeah. But in that I get, but but they're like, oh, but but I mean, I've been doing this for like 27 years. For yeah, this. you really... Uh, <laughs> I, I know sometimes... If especially if you did this like in corporate or in mm-hmm. in another position, and then you decided to do it for yourself, it can feel like you're new, but like, girl, you're not. So no. L- no. let's. It's just two point you. It's different. It's different, and there are absolutely things that you don't know. Yeah, and we can but, acknowledge but guess who who knows them. We do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't know all the things, but we do know a few things about running a business. We've been doing this a while. Mm-hmm. We made a lot of mistakes and I want to set you up for success. And it is your benefit that we've made those mistakes. Absolutely. So you might as well take advantage of it. I know. Avoid, <laughs> avoid my history. <laughs> yeah, we just really want to set you up for success. And another way to set you up for success is I see this mistake happening a lot where, and I, I feel like it's always coming from a good place. You guys always come from a good place. You have good intentions, but you like wrap your head around that your service has to be a certain way for whatever reason. I don't, you, you guys have a million excuses, by the way. I love you, but you have so many excuses, but you're not solving the whole problem. Well, and this is what I'm seeing is like you, and, and this is the conversation where we've had in a previous episode where we've talked about our done-for-you services going extinct. And I think that this is one of the critical ways that people are, are implementing this mistake is they're pivoting away from the, the done-for-you services and they're offering the surface level, like you talked about in that episode, of the surface level solution to the problem instead yes. of, because they want to do it to the masses and they think that like mm-hmm. that's going to make them more money or save them more time. When in reality, the deeper you go to serve that problem holistically for your client, the more impact you're going to have, the deeper results you're going to have, the more that you can charge, the better relationships you're going to have. What I'm not saying is you need to solve all of the problems. No, Don't read that. No. Yeah. So this is not, 
<laughs> so I see some of you. This is the other mistake is you're like making it so general that like you're trying yes. to solve every problem your client has rather than the one they actually want solved or the one that's like really bothering them or yes. the one that's really going to make an impact for them. And you're surface leveling everything. And a lot of this comes down to you're like letting them pick and choose a la carte items and they're like letting them kind of define their own path yeah. and damn straight they don't know what they need so stop why, why don't they know because they're not the expert right they're not you are so let's think about what is your client's actual issue and how can your service provide the whole solution how can they serve it from start to finish uh-huh all, the whole solution the whole solution and it's all hard and it's hard yeah. to like define lines i get that but like yeah. let's not dance around it Want to learn exactly step-by-step step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get 
get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Okay, so going into the next mistake... <laughs> Overcomplicating it, adding unnecessary pieces, looking at your process and being like, well, I, I have to, I obviously have to do this or it wouldn't work because it needs to be beefed up. It needs to look more valuable. It needs to look more expensive if I'm going to charge that place. It's this space of needing to justify and it's typically around justifying. Yeah, I think price. it's mostly about justifying price. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like fluffy things. Yes. Fluffy fluffy. But again, it doesn't go back to solving the whole problem. Right. It's surface level fluff for the sake of adding extra shit. It sounds good in theory, but it's not really doing a lot or like they're not even utilizing it. Yeah. I could I could give some examples, but I feel like it would potentially throw some people under the bus. Well, the one example I'll give that like most people have done this is a tangible thing for you to start thinking about in your own process is okay you have say you know you're you're offering whatever solution to your clients and you're looking at your package and there's like clear deliverables or whatever and the number one thing that people like to throw in there to beef up the value is more oh. of their time and yeah, more calls. to you more calls. more calls or like really long calls i've seen yeah. this too where there's either a lot of calls throughout it's typically in like retainer packages so like every month you just get like a call every week or something like that or you get three calls that are 3 hours long <laughs> and i'm like that just no one wants that it's but if it's not effective and if it's not actually like helping solve the problem no one wants that yeah i mean we definitely spend a lot of our time but like it's anyway i could i could get into why i think that's different but you really have to be mindful of when is this overkill and like when is this not aiding in well and because the direct consequence of especially adding more of your time that happens is you are literally creating a container for scope creep yes you are literally you're giving them the opportunity to suck you dry <laughs> it's like it's like oh let me let me just like let me ask how it? else i can help you yeah there you're you're giving them all this opportunity to allow you to like give everything away and that's just not the point so the point is you're solving the problem that they hired you to do if they want other problems solved then they can hire you to solve the next problem but we need to be clear on what the start and stop of that looks like, which is like a whole nother mistake, but that wasn't technically on the list. <laughs> <laughs> now, in the same vein, if if we're not solving the whole problem, one of the other common mistakes is not being actually clear on the solution or how you're solving it. And you're really just vague as fuck. You're, you're like, <sighs> and... It's not usually because I think some people are like, oh, but I know what my deliverables are. Mm-hmm, like, right. I know what they get. Well, and that's the number one question I feel like our clients ask us is like, okay, but but when when can I share the deliverables? Okay, but when do I show them this? And then can I also share here? And I'm like, I, I cannot emphasize more that they don't give a shit. They don't care how you get to the problem. They just want you to fucking solve it. So what are you doing to solve it? What are you, you doing to know? You need to know. 
You might need to, you need to know what tangibly it takes to get there. You need to know what deliverables it takes to get there, but you need to be really clear on what you're actually solving. Like what, what is the solution? What, what do they need from you? If they're at point A, what does point B look like? Yeah. And then you can work backwards on how you get there. But like most of you have this really, you're just like so focused on the steps that you're not like clear on the destination. Right. And so like, how can we get clear on the destination? I want you to identify Z first and what does done mean and look like, and then work backwards to fill in. Well, and the, the cool part is when you're really, really clear on what that solution is and where they're going to be, then you have a success metric that you can, your clients not only know when they got there, but you also know when your clients got there. And so you're going to tell you when you're done, when you're done, (laughs) when you're done. Yeah. Raise your virtual hand. If you have the clients where it feels like there, it's literally never ending. Oh, I, I just, I felt so bad. We have this client who's just struggling with scope creep so hard and and it's because the solution wasn't clear and it's not necessarily the deliverables you can define the deliverables but if if you're not clear on like what that stopping point is then your your nature because you care is to compensate and so like you're like oh well they mm, I think I need to add this or like Mm -hmm. tweak this or do this or whatever because you think that's going to inch them closer and then and then if you can get them closer then you'll just be done (laughs) like it's it's you're just waiting for that sigh of relief and I promise you if you start here instead of like claw your way to there eventually, mm-hmm. you're going to have a much more clear roadmap and your clients are going to be happier because they're going to know what they're getting. But it's interesting. And they also want to feel done. Like- right. <laughs> I have several consultants and service providers that are not clear at all on their deliverables. Like that we work with. Like I literally pay them all the time. Uh-huh. If you're listening, it's probably about you. <laughs> but I literally don't care because I'm so clear on how they're going to help me solve the problem and when I can call on them to help solve it. And so I, I think, well, I definitely would love to have a conversation with them about clearing some of that up, but like, right. I think you'd be surprised that as long as you're clear on how you help, mm-hmm. how you show up, like what it is in your wheelhouse yeah. and what isn't, yes. then like it makes it so much easier to work with your clients. Yeah. Which bleeds into my next mistake, which is my literal, it's my favorite mistake because it's my favorite thing to help people start to do in their business. Like literally you just changed this. Yes. I yes. think you would be shocked. This how the is the quality of your clients go this up. This is the thing I changed when I was on my own doing a service-based business. This was one of the biggest elements I changed that drastically increased the quality of my clients, how much they paid me, how happy they were, how happy I was to serve them. You ready for it? I'm going to tell you. Oh, it's easy, guys. Easy. It's so easy. You ready? The mistake is not telling your clients what they freaking need. Yeah. Sounds simple, but you're not doing it. But it's about boundaries and communication that so many people suck at. Yeah. Like what would happen if you walked into a pitch meeting? I don't care how what this pitch looks like. I don't care if it's a Zoom call. I don't care if it's a DM. I don't care if it's 
or coffee. In-person coffee, it doesn't matter. Mm-mm. But if you walk into that room and you're like, tell me about what you need. Oh my God, this is not going to go well. You have got to be like, you know what? I heard you. I heard you say this, this, and this. And I'm Based so on this. Based on this, this is how I think I can, this is what I can do for you. Based on this, I can't wait until we get to this stage because this is what your life is going to look like. I swear to you, it's like the, like the clouds open up and it's like a sunny day and your client's like, oh damn, it's like you read my mind. It's like, you know what I need. Uh, It's because you do. You do. Why? (laughs) Because you're the expert. You're the expert. You already knew what they needed the whole time. And you're just scared to tell them the truth you think they want options and I'm here to tell you that they don't no okay okay (laughs) (laughs) if if you go to a high-end restaurant do you know how much smaller the menu the menu is smaller it gets smaller smaller some places you don't even get to choose Mm -mm. sit down and try it you just sit down and you're here for the experience. Some places turn the lights off. Like, did you see that? <laughs> One of our teammates shared this, this thing that's coming to her city. It's like this immersive dining experience. And it's in the dark. I just read the first like two sentences and it was immediate no for me. Cause it was like, imagine you walk into a pitch black room. I'm already oh, no, I'm out. I'm already out. <laughs> like, you sit down to taste that I'm out. No, we're eating in this pitch black room. I'm out twice. I don't want any part of that. <laughs> but for your idea, like for your service. <laughs> but, but it could be right for some of your clients. So, like, but I, you, I just think it's so shocking to me what happens when you open up this world and you're really clear on because you're clear on the problem, because you're clear on the solution, you can paint this picture of what life is like. And, and you can tell them exactly what they need and why you are the reason they need it. And then like, they're like, Oh, damn, you're right. Okay, where is that? Okay, great. That sounds great. You clearly know what I need to get this problem solved. So cool. Sounds great. I so our garage door is being a bitch and it wouldn't close like I mean it would close but then immediately hit the ground and bounce back up and my husband was losing his mind (laughs) he was like it could be the bill it could be this it could be that it could be and I'm like just call a person call an expert call a garage door guy garage doors and he came out and within 90 seconds he knew it was exactly wrong with it and he's like here's what's wrong with it here's how I'm gonna solve the problem here's what I'm gonna do and my husband was like annoyed because it was like so simple. And he's like, well, damn, I could have just done that. I was like, no, you couldn't because you didn't have 15 years of experience, right. 20 years of experience looking at freaking garage doors. Exactly. Like, and so I know that seems like an extreme example, but it's not like these people, it is such a foreign concept to them that they're like, maybe they are mechanical or logical or, or creative or I mean, what the fuck ever, like Mm -hmm. things you traits you consider about yourself, but that doesn't mean they're an expert in your field. And so it it could be a simple solution that maybe they could even do themselves, but they don't want to because they want to hire you. Impact. (sighs) Anyway, problem being solved. (laughs) I'm just saying it's my favorite one. It's really the easiest one in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Okay. Now, if we're talking about your time and where you're spending it and what you're doing or not doing, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you guys are not 
putting your CEO hat on enough. You are not putting your owner hat mm-hmm. on Those enough. Are two different hats. Spoiler alert. I oh, just learned that the- lesson this year. They are Congratulations. Not, they are not the same thing. Founder and CEO hat, two different hats. Yeah. Sometimes they're in different cupboards. <laughs> you got to go find them. <laughs> you got to go hunt them down. <laughs> no, but seriously, I what I am nervous about for you is that you live so much in the doing the work mm-hmm. that like you're not thinking about what the future of your company looks like. Because there was a time and space when you doing the work was what paid your bills and the only thing that paid your bills, right? And I get that. It's time to grow. Yeah. And I feel like growth doesn't have to look the same on everybody. So like, you know, I think there's this myth that it's like, oh, well, if I'm not doing it, then like, I clearly have this whole team that's doing every aspect for me. No, not necessarily. Well, if I'm not doing it, then then my business is like ginormous and it's way bigger than I want it to be. And I want to keep it small. Not necessarily. Or they can even hire a CEO. Oh God, please don't. I wish everyone who's not on YouTube can't see my face right now. Don't do it. (laughs) Because they just don't have the stake. They don't have the, anyway. That's a whole separate conversation. That's a whole separate conversation. But like the thing is, you doing the work, you being the designer, the writer, the the photographer, the the human resources expert, the financial person, like regardless of your expertise, mm-hmm. you have to also sit in the CEO spot, which it can be when you're running a, a quote unquote small business or a service-based business. If you consider yourself a creative entrepreneur, it's really easy to be like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I'm creative. So like, what, what is, okay. First of all, the chief executive officer in a bigger business, maybe one that's outside of what you're doing, their main purpose is executing the vision of the company, but they are also mindful of risk mitigation. They are overseeing operations. They are overseeing how the parts and pieces all fit together. They are aware of every aspect of what's going on and they are making the strategic decisions in the business to move it forward. And if you're not also doing that, you're likely ignoring a lot of the business operations required for you to go into a new phase. Yep. That will make your life easier if you sit in those seats. Yeah. I don't know why people, I, well, I get it. It's, I mean, I know why. Yeah. I know why. Cause it's intimidating. You're like, I was, I, you know, I did this for years. Like, I don't know how to be a CEO. I know you don't. I, I know you don't. Most people don't. You don't, you don't go to school to be a CEO. I mean, you can try you, but like, that's not. It, it's about experience. It's, it's about experience position more than anything. You have to go through the trenches and you have to learn the lessons or witness them or hear about them or read about them or be willing to absorb the things. But at the end of the day, like it's not a natural born thing. And so I want you to be mindful that you have got to be intentional about what your future looks like. Even if it's literally as simple as I want to go from working 40 hours a week to 30 hours a week, like if that's literally your only goal, but 
maybe you want to make a little more, but not a lot more. Okay. Maybe you want to make a lot more, but you don't want to hire a huge staff. Okay. Like maybe you want to hire a huge staff. Literally that's part of the job that you have to decide those things and you get to change your mind anyway. Mm-hmm. That could be a whole, a whole thing. Anyway, <laughs> but we'll help you figure out what your CEO day looks like and how to get more of that time back. That's actually one of the first things that we help our clients with is, is this utilization and understanding where's your time actually going and how can you get more time of it to give to your CEO hat? It's not just an easy, like, Oh, start doing it. Okay. That, that's, that's not, that's not how that works. So we'll, we'll help you. You, figure got, it out you gotta practice. You gotta practice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's go into this last mistake. And the last mistake is drum roll, please. <laughs> one we've continued to make and have had to adjust many times, which is why we're sharing it with you. And it's looking outside yourself for validation as you go growing your business, as you're implementing strategies, as you're deciding what growth looks like to you, what goals look like to you, and thinking everyone else not only has all the answers that you're just missing, but also that they have the right way that you should model. Like they have the cheat code. It's like right. they have. you think they have the cheat code. Like I'm... I don't know why I like think of like a Game Boy or a Sega like back in the day and you're like gather cheat codes like skip levels and blah blah blah. Oh yeah. Get unlimited funds on on Sims. Exactly. And no, and no one else has that for you or for your business. Now, can you align yourself with strategic experts to enhance your experience or to skip through phases? Yes. Yeah. Can you like okay. speed past a phase because you align yourself with someone? Yes. But the validation specifically, you got to stop it. You got to stop it. And I'm telling this to myself too, because <laughs> I, I promise you as a woman, I've been taught my whole life that I'm supposed to ask for a man's approval. You know, and that sucks. But why? (laughs) (laughs) If you own the business, you own the equity stake, you own the risk, you own the consequences, you own the potential, you own the growth, you own all the things. And I think we forget that, sure, we can ask opinions, we can get people's input, we can, we can hear what people have to say, we can think about all the things. But when it comes down to like, making the decision, making Making your next choice, you like it has to come from you. You've gotten yourself really far. Like I'm, I'm super proud of you. I hope you're proud of yourself. And I need you to know that. Yes, while you might need to explore guidance and resources, yeah, you have the innate ability inside of you already to get you to where you want to go. Part of that innate ability is being resourceful. Yes, but you have that already. Yeah. You're resourceful. Which means you need, you might need resources. You might need people. You might need a coach. You might need a group program. You you might still need, need those staff. Things. Like, but it doesn't mean that they, the inevitable they, like they will solve the things. Like you still have to pick and choose. And sometimes it means learning a whole new thing and like taking 10% of it, taking yeah. 20% of it, taking this little golden nugget and allowing yourself to find the things that are going to enhance your experience and not being, I don't know why we're convinced that we have to get everything, everything out of everything. Cause that's just not true. Like no. we, you buy other things or spend your time all the time for like, 
you buy a frozen pizza for convenience to feed yourself. Well, that pizza's not that great. It's like, okay. I mean, it gets you through. But it served you in that moment. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I just think people think the every choice you make has to be of equal value and you have to like love every inch of it. But no, it's like if we do this in every other aspect of our life, but somehow in our business, like we're scared to like make choices to get us through the next two weeks or the next right, two right. months or it's just not like that. You, it, it comes from within and you get to choose. And I love that for you because I, I'm so over this prescriptive, do this, do this, do this, do this, or it's not going to work. I mean, I'm going to show you a path. I'm going to show you a framework. I'm going to show you ideas that you can implement. But the people that see the most success are willing to choose the 10 or 15%. They're willing to look at the whole framework and identify the things that are really going to impact them. They're not implementing every little thing I say. Right. No one has time for that. We say a lot of things. Have you listened to 622 episodes? P.S. To the girl who decided to start at the beginning. Reverse, reverse. She won't listen to this for like two more years. I know. So I'm if if the, if you listen to the show regularly, this is me telling you right now, you do not have to listen to every episode. Start at the end and go backwards. Pick and choose. It's pick fine. And choose, pick and choose. Pick and choose. Okay. Well, I'm I'm super excited for the revolution that can start to happen in your business. And I would love to support you in, in every way that I know how and the best way that we show up in our own expertise. I'm fully confident that while maybe you're not making every single one of these mistakes to the like extreme that we've talked sure. about today, I'm sure that they've come up on some level. And if there's one of these that really resonated with you that you're like, I definitely struggle with that one. I would love to hear about it on Instagram. Go send us a DM. Tell us one through seven, which one was it? And I would love to workshop with you literally in Instagram on how, what are the options like if we change that? And if we really pay attention to tweaking it, what what could open up for you? And right after you do that, go snag your ticket to the Freedom Conference. Bossproject.com slash conference. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.